1: and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic Saturday show lined up for you. But I tell you what, as always, before we get to that, let's take a look at how we did on Friday here. Not bad, right? Now, look, Xavier, Texas... Under 149, comes in at 154. This game should have been at 125. Texas just would not just run the clock out. That's all we had to do, run the clock out, but it's all right. Coach nailing two solid PGA Tour picks. EC, a tamed EC coming with the Princeton Creighton over 140 and a half. Sia continues his run, crushing it, the PGA Tour as well. Now, moving on from the picks, our bracket challenge standings. All right, we're entering the Elite Eight. Starting to come into form here. Randy, Allen, Scott, Moore, Parker, Wiley, Thomas, D, Nick, Karen, Rebecca, Andrew, Matt, Sean, Isaac, Quinn. Well done. Rounding out our top ten. Great job to all of you. Got two more games coming today. Two more games coming on Sunday. So can't wait to see how this thing continues to go. And then our March Madness Betting Championship standings here. RJ White and Zach Simony. Just went macho yesterday. Four out of four, nice jobs. Are sit at seven points. Mike EC, our man Berg, bet sitting at five. Uh, I and Jason Specter at four, and Sian Najad at three. So we've got two bets today, two bets tomorrow. We will get those picks up on Twitter here shortly. Do you know what? Enough of me yapping. Let's bring in the stars of the show. Get this thing fired up. Get it going. Nobody wants to hear from me, but they do want to hear. From you guys. First up, Michael Roberts. Look at Sharp, buddy. How we doing? Hey,
2: we're doing great, AB. And great to see the other, the other gentleman here and uh, get some winners out there. It's gonna be a great day. I mean, it's beautiful outside. <laughs> we got two college basketball games on going to the final four. We got NASCAR practice, we've got the NBA. It's just the intertwining loop of sports bettable events every weekend. I love it.
1: That was well said, right there. Like that's a t-shirt quote slogan right yeah, there. I love it, man. Right Dude, it was good. <laughs> it was good bobby locks looking sharp buddy how we doing
3: good morning guys good to be here again what's up chat um yeah this has been a fantastic tournament um it's been wild and you know we are coming down to the end i'm a little sad for that but you know we got a lot of great games left
1: yes we do prop stars my man as always looking great got the road warriors in the back what's good man
0: we're always representing ab what's up fellas how we doing i'm pumped up it's saturday we've been grinding nba props all week the grind continues i live for this quick shout out to my boys uh, speedway steve mentioned them last week we recently hired them they are giving out nascar picks on the site they've had five articles four consecutive have been profitable so do yourself a favor if you're a Sportsline subscriber check out their article under nascar analysis and if you're not a Sportsline subscriber what are you doing maybe
1: Dude, what are you doing indeed? You got Speedway Steve and Micah Roberts? What what else do you need, man? What else do you need? All right, let's get into today's basketball action. We're going to play a little game, and I want answers from all three of you, prop stars, you included, all right? So, let's take a look at our first game here, our marquee matchups. All right, we've got Florida Atlantic, nine seed, taking on Kansas State, the three seed, all right? So, where we sit now, depending on your book, so moving around anywhere, Kansas State, minus two, minus one and a half, total 144 and a half. That tips tonight at 6.09 p.m. Eastern. So we bring this thing down. All right, Micah, first off, your thoughts here, man. And you don't have to give out picks or anything like that, just your thoughts on nope. the game. Are you fading, following? Well, how do you feel about this?
2: Well, I think this has all everything intertwined that is the sweet 16 the final four everything that it's about these two teams embody everything so on, on one side we got Florida Atlantic young team four sophomores doing their thing all season long but nobody gave them credit because of the conference they're in but now after getting thumped a couple times by them they're still only have three losses <laughs> they're amazing 33 of 3 and 10 and 2 ATS their last 12 non-conference games they are a spectacular bunch they are a Everything that embodies the NCAA tournament. This is the team that you want in the Elite Eight going for the Final Four. But on the other side, you got Kansas State and you got the New York. This is the story I love the New York kid coming back home, fifth year senior, and new, from Harlem. Um, Mark Marcus Nowell, and he's having a spectacular tournament. He's obviously the most outstanding player so far from what we've seen from everybody. He's got a banged up net ankle, but he's good to go. He's got another kid from Harlem with them. They've got three seniors on the team, and they're, you know, getting into the hearts of a lot of people in the Midwest, um, Kansas State. And so I'm kind of buying into a little more with the Kansas State here. I think uh, FAU. They did it here. They can do it next year. It's not over. They've got great building blocks to continue on. But K-State, this is it for the guys. This is it. And the Harlem kids at MSG, where they wanted to play forever, the cathedral of all sports, indoor sports, is at New York. And these kids are playing as seniors um, in, in the big dance for the Final Four. So I lean towards K-State a little more here just because of um, upperclassmen and, and leadership in that aspect. So yeah, K-State would be my, my point my And a high scoring game. I also bet on this game, uh, over 72 and a half for K-State as a, a team total.
1: Nice. Bobby Locks, what do you think?
3: Yeah, this is gonna be a great game. Um, everything that Mike has said is absolutely true. I do <laughs> I do think that um Kansas State is by far this the superior team. They they have the better guards for sure. But there's something about this FAU team. I think they're deeper. I mean, you have Noel and um Keontae Johnson playing like thirty plus minutes the game. I, th- I think maybe forty plus minutes in the last game, including including overtime. So I think the the, the benches for FAU might give them some trouble because, like I said, they're deeper. They might have some more fresh uh, fresh legs out there. They also do have a, a lot of good guard play to contain. Uh, possibly Noel, I you know he's going to get 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 his. A little bit that thing that worries me is is about that ankle. I mean, there were reports saying you know he should be good to go, just like just like Micah said. But I mean, I play basketball; those injuries could linger and everything. It's going to be a great game. I do also lean to the over slightly. I mean, FAU's defense has been tremendous down the stretch, especially in the second half against the balls. So um, maybe a slight lean to uh, FAU. I mean, if they're getting a bucket, this could go either way.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, you know how you broke down FAU, man, spot on. Like FAU took Tennessee's defensive barrage, ate it, got through it, and then they turned it back around. They started out rebounding Tennessee, out playing defense on Tennessee. I mean, this FAU team is for real. Like they're
3: no they were joke. they were more physical than FA than uh, the Vols down the stretch, and usually yeah. that's the Vols' game. I, I mean, they bullied 100%. Duke, and then FAU flipped the switch, the the script right on them in the second half.
1: They really did 100% everything that Tennessee is known to do FAU did it better more yeah like you're not wrong at all prop stars all right you going with the underdog owls all right the favorite Jayhawks here how do we feel you feeling a little Cinderella story Florida Atlantic or no.
0: I'm feeling whatever team has the superior backcourt and the more experience of the team typically tend to look at the teams that have uh, upperclassmen as well. I think that's advantageous uh, come this stage of the season. And I got to give a shout out to former Kansas State alumni. Be easy. Michael Beasley. What up, Michael Beasley?
1: Dude, Beasley. Nice. boy. All right, let's get in our second game here. We have UConn versus Gonzaga. Um, UConn Two, two and a half, somewhere around that number there. Uh, we have a total of 153 and a half. This tips at 849 p.m. Eastern. Props, I'm going to thought back to you, man. Gonzaga feels like your country. You feel like you'd be a Gonzaga guy. How you feeling about this one?
0: You have to remember that I grew up in the beautiful Northeast. I represent the Pacific Northwest now, but I grew up Big East basketball all the way. I used to go to the Big East tournament at the Garden growing up. Big Karan Butler fan here. So I'm I'm going with UConn, A.B. As much as I love Gonzaga, they're awesome. They're a great team year after year. I'm going with my guys, UConn.
1: All right. All right. Bobby Locks.
3: Yeah, this is another good one when we were in the pregame thing um abi told you full transparency Gonzaga burned me i was on UCLA um i went up to bed uh, cuz i was so mad when they were i think i said what they were down like 9 or something with like 2 minutes yeah. to go and started to get ready for bed and then my phone just starts blowing up um they're like you got to get back to the tv and then i just then i got crushed again but um <laughs> yeah this one um I mean, Timmy just controlled that game. I mean, I tweeted out that his footwork is incredible and his footwork is incredible. I mean, they missed a bunch of walks in the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> but he but he literally had he could do whatever he wanted. I don't think it's gonna be that easy against Sonogo. Sinogo's a bigger body. I know UCLA has some big guys, but they also had a lot of injuries. For 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 that game, so I think Sonogo is going to be able to body him up better. Sonogo's is just an absolute monster, and I mean, down the stretch we saw that their guard play was very was performed very very well. UCLA just couldn't make a basket for like I don't know what it was like eleven minutes or something. So, I mean, Gonzaga is still the number one offense. UConn is right there behind him at three. UConn does have the better defense. Timmy could be a liability on defense against Sunogo in the second half. So a slight lean here to UConn.
1: All right. Michael Roberts, bring us home, buddy.
2: Yeah. um, Gonzaga. I mean, they've turned it around from what they did beginning of the year. They've played so much better. I mean, after the loss to St. Mary's, they said, dude, this is not Gonzaga basketball. We need to change things up. We need to go faster. We need to just start blowing teams out. And they did. They have won 12 straight doing that. Covered only 12 times, but the spreads were so large. Um, you can uh, give them a little credit for that. But they weren't the same Gonzaga team that we've seen from the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. These guys uh, did not hold opponents below 40% shooting. And that's been a staple for Gonzaga defense. It's like they just come in and the next guy replaces them and they all play the same way. And maybe it has something to do with the coach that went to Arizona two years ago. But this was not a typical Gonzaga defense. They allowed 44% shooting, I believe, on the season. Uh, a little better in the tournament and playing better. Uh, 12 wins. The win against uh, UCLA was amazing, what the NCAA tournament's all about. Um, number one offense, 87 points a game. Number one shooting team, 52%. But the defense, is it's in the back of my head. And it's why I kind of why I bet UCLA uh, the other night and lost on that one. Uh, with you there, um, but uh, Connecticut was a team that real quickly early in the season started 14-0, and I think about it was uh, 8-0. I had them rated number one overall in my ratings and stayed that way. Then they had that uh, slump with the conference tournament started, or conference uh, schedule starting, and then they were like, "What boy, was I off on that? And now they've come back around to be in that team that was 14-0. This is a team that has gone 9-1 and their last 10, 8-2 against the spread. And what I like in their last five games, they're doing what Gonzaga used to do. They're shooting 51% and allowing 39%. Everything has come together at the perfect time. This is the Elite Eight Final Four bid. I got to go with Connecticut here and lay the two points.
1: There we go. There we go. All right. That was well said, everybody. Now, before we get to our picks, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our
0: The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big
1: Beats. Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four.
0: I just want to take time, time to, to analyze greatness. shot winners and losers
1: with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. Now I will say. If you've ever wanted to see me wearing a suit turn into HQ today at 1248 p.m. Eastern, beyond the uh, March Madness Elite Eight uh, pregame coverage, breaking down both of those games, I promise that I'm not wearing a tie though. Not doing that. Michael, we're not wearing a tie, right? It's not happening. No. Not happening.
2: No. All right. I mean, if you don't wear a tie in a regular part of your daily operation, Why fake it for everybody? I mean, that's not who you are. You want to be real, man. So you got to come with your real attitude on your clothing. Exactly. See, Micah, people need to just come
1: to you for anything. I feel like you can just set everyone in the right spot, go down the right path, keeping it authentic and original.
2: Well, that's what I did. I I use that excuse all the time. With my bosses and everything in the sports books because they wanted to wear ties and stuff. And I was like, man, that's not me. That's not who I am. <laughs> I'll wear a jacket. I'll have a jacket in my office. But no. No, we're not doing that at all. All right. Let's get into our best
1: bets for today. And uh, i tell you what, Prop Stars, coming to you, man. We got Marsh Madness. We got college basketball. But there's a little upstart league called the NBA that gets to play today, too, right? You got one prop for us, man. Break it down. What you got?
0: And it never sleeps either. A B NBA grinding 24-7, 365, basically, while well, the season's going on at least. We're going to the hardwood. That's where we live. Uh, we're going Cam Johnson, Brooklyn Nets over 14 and a half points getting a little bit of a discount on this line considering cam is averaging 15.8 points per game since joining the nets he was acquired alongside mikhail bridges at the trade deadline when the nets sent superstar kevin durant to the phoenix suns he's kind of become their third or second sc- leading scorer since joining the team on the surface on paper at first glance this looks like a tough matchup against the miami heat however the heats achilles heel are- All season long has been defending the perimeter. They give up the second most threes in the NBA this season. In particular, they struggle with forwards that can catch and shoot and knock down catch and shoot three-pointers on the corners. That is where Cam Johnson thrives. He averages and makes the eighth and ninth most catch and shoot three-pointers in the NBA this season. That is his bread and butter. He's faced the heat twice already this year. Eclipses total in both of those games i think he's going to make it a third take camp johnson over 14 and a half points
2: nice yeah. nice. hey yeah. can i say something here uh, as a suns fan a nugget fan whatever i'm a fan of a bunch of teams but the suns <laughs> i need to broker this deal back to get bridges and cam johnson back so the suns can start winning again give them durant Keep the draft picks, whatever. Just because that was the team that went to the NBA Finals. That was a team that was so close to winning an NBA title. They were up 2-0 over the Bucks. Lost that last year, whatever. This year, just uh, it's kind of a waste. It's a bummer. But the whole Kevin Durant thing—it's blowing up. It's—it's it's made me like angry towards him, and I don't like to be angry towards anybody. But it's not his fault. He's—he's he's just old. It's. Just I've never seen track. you angry at anything. No, he's. It's just. <laughs> It's the idea that these two guys were the heart and soul really of the Suns. You know, you had uh, Paul up front, you had Booker there, but Cam Johnson and Bridgers were a huge part of them. And you're seeing without Durant in there, how the Suns have faded quickly and and do not look good. Do not look like they're uh, ready for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree, Micah. Suns have very little depth Depth getting exposed right now completely. We're also seeing Michael Br- Bridges ascend, uh, you know, when he was a member of the Suns, primarily known for his defense, kind of a 3 and D specialist. All of a sudden he goes to the Nets. He's averaging 25 points per game. He, he's become like wow. their – their leading scorer he's really shown his offensive capabilities were much greater than what he did with the Suns. able to just kind of adapt and do whatever the team required so I couldn't agree more I think giving up Mikael Bridges giving up Cam Johnson made this Suns team worse even when they get Kevin Durant back just not enough depth and then it's going to ultimately cost them especially if DeAndre Ayton goes down who's injured right now Kevin Durant yeah. obviously they just can't do it the Suns are just cratering right now with the lack of depth so sorely missing those guys on the perimeter not to mention Mikel Bridges being one of the best defenders in the NBA
2: so the guy who just do they They miss his defense so bad Ken Johnson as well both of them really good defenders so anyway next subject
1: (laughs) well I was gonna say you know you're talking about a lack of depth props one thing that is not ever a lack of depth is our man Michael Roberts and his picks you got two of them, man two games college basketball break them down my man what you got
2: well, I already talked about Kansas State. Why I like them, I think it's the it's the better written story, right? You've got more upperclassmen. You've got the the two seniors. You've got the Harlem kids. You've got MSG. You've got it all written right there. They just got to go take it. So I'm going to take Case State minus one and a half. And Connecticut. Um, this is the team doing the things that they were doing when they started fourteen and zero. I think UConn is the the play here against Gonzaga with the lagging defense still with the Zags. So. That hasn't picked up all year this season. Uh, UConn takes advantage of it, gets cover minus two. And also, um, I didn't send it here, but I have the over also 72 and a half on Kansas State alone there. And um, that is it, man. Look at you. Hey, short,
1: sweet, to the point. I like it. That was well done. Now, tell you what, Bobby Locks, you are going to be in the in the maestro spot today. I'm going to go after Micah here. All right. I've got two plays. First, we're going to run with um, UConn. First half, minus one and a half. Look, Gonzaga plays the exact same game every single time. Legitimately. Losing in the first half, going down. About 11 minutes left. In the second half of the game, they start taking over, right? That's what they do. It's what Gonzaga does. I'm going to roll the UConn here in the first half, minus one and a half. Essentially, UConn played one half of basketball against Arkansas. That, that game was over at halftime, right? Uh, uh-huh. Gonzaga down to the wire. Uh, not that I think that their legs are going to be done or they're going to be super tired or anything, but... Yeah, I'm going to roll with UConn first half, minus one and a half, continue to ride that one. And then FAU, Kansas State, I'm going to go first half under 67 and a half. Again, I think that this game goes over. I don't have a a huge, you know, bit of margin there, but I do think that it does. But in the first half, I think it's going to go under. You look at FAU, uh, they could play a little bit more defense than they normally do um, in that one at Kansas State. Injuries, overall, just being probably a little worn out. From that Michigan State game. So I'm going to go first half under 67 and a half on that one. All right, Bobby Locks. Talk to me, man. Who we got?
3: Yeah, hinted at it in one of the previews. I'm going to take FAU plus two. Um, you know, I don't know how much more I could say about it, but I, uh, you know, if you guys read my analysis on a bunch of my picks, I want to back uh, the best team. Uh, the best defensive team uh, in March. However, Kansas State is 27th in, in defensive efficiency, FAU 29. So there's really no um, big, big difference there. However, like I said, I just think FAU is deeper. I'm Mark uh, Noel, Kante Johnson. They play 30 plus minutes a game. Uh, FAU is a much deeper team. I think they have the guard play. Um, I know Kansas State is a fantastic team. I know they're just as hungry as FAU. I kind of have a feeling that um, FAU is a little bit hungrier Um, FAU is completely relying on the three, but they, like I said, they're deep. They have multiple guys that could hit the three. If someone's, if if someone's cold, they're excellent in the paint and FAU's defense. They, they also guard the paint very well. They have a bunch of bigs down low and that's where K-State wants to win the game. They want to win the game in the paint. Uh, FAU's defense is 11th in efficiency in the paint and if they want to run with with K-State like i said they have the fresh legs that can that can do that they might want a slower paced game but like i said i think the deeper team in this in this game might be more successful i mean you have their two best players playing 30 plus minutes a game give me give me some fresh legs and in my opinion i think the hunger your team
1: yeah they are and, and you know I, there's something about you know kind of realizing that you do belong right uh, uh, amongst, you know, the bigger team. I'll give you a perfect story. My dad told me this story. He's a big Tennessee football fan. Said, you know, Johnny Majors, right? Guy finished what? Second, third, runner up to the Heisman. You know, way back, way back, running back. Well, he gets to, you know, gets to Tennessee as a freshman, right? And uh, you know, from a small town, he's nervous. Whatever. He gets there, has his first day of practice. You know, his dad's like, call me afterward, you know? Tell me how it went. Calls his dad, says, they missed tackles up here too, right? Like, the FAU is the same way. Like they get in, into like, Oh, we could play with these guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we could do it. They're a fun team to watch. Uh, and Micah, you know, you were talking about your, uh, you are uh, your Kansas state, uh, write up on the site. Yep. Dude, I was reading that last night and I thought it was one, I thought it was one of the best write-ups on sports line that we've ever had when you're uh, talking about, tell me, I've heard this story before. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I read it last night and I was like, Mike, that might like that needs to be framed in the sportsline office. If you haven't read it, it's an <laughs> it's so
2: scripted. It feels like it's a scripted play. This this game here, FAU and K State has so many uh, storylines going into it that are just everything that, like I said, the Final Four is about. So I uh, I've been rooting for FAU all year, but it's got to end sometime.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, we're gonna have two great games. Like I can't wait, man. I'm excited for it. All right. Let's talk our recap here, but before we do that, let's take one more quick break and hear from one of our partners. Follow the path
2: to passion, hope, and history. A tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS.
1: Beautiful. All right, everybody, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Look, and Bobby Locke's wearing the shirt, too. Repping the partners <laughs> there. I like it, man. Nice job. All right. Michael Roberts is on. Kansas State, minus one and a half. UConn, minus two. Berg, our man is on Florida Atlantic plus two. Prop stars Cam Johnson over 14 and a half points. Price at 120. I'm on Florida Atlantic, Kansas State first half under 67 and a half, and UConn first half minus one and a half against Gonzaga. So, yeah, props. I was going to say, what, what, anything we got to end the show here?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to mention very good chance that I have another pick or potentially even more, uh, depending on when the lines drop uh, up on the site later today. So if you are a Sportsline subscriber and you download the app, you turn the notifications on, you will get my picks in real time. So uh, definitely incentive to do that. And very good chance I have some additional picks today. We'll also have some picks tomorrow as well.
1: Nice. You know what? I cheers you on that one. I like it. All right, everybody, we'll be live Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern normal time. But until then, you know what, Micah, you said it best. It is gonna be a good day. It's gonna it be is. a great day. Yeah, it absolutely is, man. So everybody,
3: um, best a lot. A B uh, people are asking for a showdown between me and Micah. I don't I don't I don't know. No, I can't do that
2: with Micah. Yeah, I want to like, know I, against I, EC. I don't want to take his money, so I don't want that. I don't want that starting off <laughs> as our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> as where I got to beat him he's got to beat me you know I'll just say if he wins congratulations you had the better side and that's it I mean that's good enough I don't want to take his money I don't I don't want to take your money either AB or prop stars I appreciate that the I only don't. person's money I want to
3: take is EC's and again I'm one to know and showed in my showdown uh, history I think I'm good there unless there's something that really sticks out to me but I wouldn't I don't think I would ever go showdown with uh, against Micah
1: you know, I think we just had, the, that was the gentleman showdown. Props, is that what we're gonna call it?
0: That yeah, was very gentlemanly as well, I would agree. And now
3: people are being like, take take, take a showdown against Mikey because he's a, a K-State alum. I, those are two people I will never want to show down, uh-huh. Mikey never, and
2: Michael Beasley. There's yeah. some synergies there. So. Yeah. Don't forget Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond yeah. was yeah. a man, long shooter, just bam. Just, I mean, line drive, no arc, boom, three, three. Mike that was money. McClure Basically.
1: McClure's at MSG right now.
2: That's oh, yeah. right. Shout out yeah. Mikey McClure.
1: He might be sitting with Beasley.
0: The resident genius. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, everybody, we'll be live Sunday, ten AM Eastern. But until then, as Mike has said, it's gonna be a good day. Gonna be a good day. Right.
0: To quote the great ice cube.
1: Oh. Yeah, all right. There you go. <laughs> Best a lot. these tickets.